On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, they're in Canada. The 76ers travel to Canada for two back-to-back tonight and Friday. How important this one is for this basketball team as they hit the road for four. We'll dissect it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's good, D? Not much, man. Getting ready for this uh, big uh, couple of days in Toronto. Uh, that's that's what's good. That's what's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devine Givens from 97.5 Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. That's Keith Pompey, the Inquire.com, great Sixers beat writer that he is. And we want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, yeah, four-game road trip for the Sixers, two with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the second being on Friday, game one tonight, back-to-back on Saturday in Chicago, and then back on Monday against the Washington Wizards. Then the Wizards visit Philadelphia on Wednesday for a quick home-and-home home early on in this season. But uh, something that I know you wanted to talk about, which was the the importance of these two games and a barometer that it will be for this basketball team, similar to what we already saw with Boston and Milwaukee, maybe even a chance for them to right their wrong from what we saw from games one and two. So we'll dive into that. We'll talk about Joel Embiid and uh, some of the issues that he has with Toronto fans and playing in Toronto overall. And I also wanted to uh, tap in with some of the matchup issues uh, with the Sixers and the Raptors because of their style of play with how they do things with Nick Nurse's club. So let's begin, though, with the with the the two games. Keith, you felt like these were really important. Obviously, a team that they played in the first round took them out in six, but this posed a couple of problems once Nick Nurse and that team figured a few things out. So what type of problems do you foresee, possibly, uh, the Sixers having with this Raptors team that is so versatile? You know, um, and, and that's a good good question. You know, the, the thing that right now I'm actually looking forward to seeing this game because, you know, the Sixers, they struggled with perimeter defense in the first three games the three losses that they had, right? So right now, when I'm looking at it is, you look at Toronto. um, As of yesterday, Toronto was ranked fifth in the league in three-point percentage at 40.3, right? Um, And then another thing is the Sixers, you know, were struggling scoring points in the first three games, right? Scoring a lot of points. So when when, when, when you look at the Raptors, you know, they're a solid defensive team. They're ranked fourth. They were ranked fourth in both scoring defense at 104 points per game and then steals, 9.8 steals per game. Point guard Fred Blambley was third in the league in steals and three per game. And then Gary Trent Jr. had the fifth most made three-pointers. So when we look at it, perimeter defense is a problem for the Sixers. And then the scoring offense, you know, wasn't really that good for the Sixers in regards to points per game. So to me, 
these are two things that I really would like to see and get a barometer of because let's face it, the last game against Indiana, they did correct some of those things. But again, that was Indiana. Let's see what they can do on the road against, you know, a, a playoff caliber team. Right. And um, yeah, I'm very, I'm really curious. Uh, of course, last season, Danny Green and Matisse Thibel, they would have that opportunity to do so against them in the playoffs and during the regular season, also playing them pretty well. Always fun matchup. Uh, but they they are so versatile where you have Pascal Siakam handling the basketball, then Scotty Barnes as a rookie a year ago, year two for him, Fred Van Vliet, as mentioned, Gary Trent Jr. They have a number of players that they can throw at you and, and throw these different looks. And OG Ananobi, I don't want to forget about him either because he oftentimes can uh, you know initiate things as far as bringing the ball up and what they like to do. So I, I understand it. And, and what we saw from them a season ago with the playoffs – where, you know, going into the postseason, everyone's talking about Sixers don't want to face the Toronto Raptors. That's the series right there that that they're going to lose. And look, I mean, they made it a, a series and they got it to six. But in those first couple of games, of course, Sixers flat out dominated them and it didn't look like it was going to be a series. It ultimately was, but they did what they needed to do to get them out of there in six. Uh, but with, with all that said, though, man, um, I, I look at this one, too, like you and say, what is this going to be like them going back up there for the first time since the postseason, how they respond in front of that, that crazy crowd that really gets up for Joel Embiid and the Sixers and he eggs them on, they get, they give it right back to him and how is he going to perform with it? So that's going to be a big part of it. And yeah, defensively with PJ Tucker now, instead of Danny green or even Matisse Thibel, who really doesn't seem to be in the rotation at this point of the season, how are they going to do things when it comes to those players that you talk about defensively? They like the run. We've already seen that the Sixers having troubles with the San Antonio Spurs and the Indiana Pacers getting out with that fast pace, that track meet style of offense that they use in, in transition. And they've gotten the better of the Sixers in that category. So they're going to have to be prepared for that one tonight uh, of how they defend and getting back to slow them down. Van Vliet looks to be healthy right now. Uh, so do... Uh, the other players, Scotty Barnes didn't miss the last game where he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's day-to-day. -day. Haven't heard anything yet. We'll see uh, what his availability is for game number one tonight uh, in Toronto. So, yeah, a big barometer here for this team early in the season, especially since we knew what the schedule was a long time ago. And even when we thought that they would maybe be 2-2, two and 3-1 two, and one after the first four games, we knew this was, was going to be an important back-to-back -back trip early to start against the Toronto Raptors. So very curious to see how they respond to things is knowing that they are a one in three team uh, that that may add something to it where as far as them pressing and making sure that they try to make a statement now to themselves uh, of them beating a good basketball team like the Toronto Raptors right at this point. Yeah, 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 I agree. A question for you, though, last year, did you did you have the Sixers beating the Raptors? I did have them winning in six. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I had them winning. In, I had the Sixers beating the Raptors in six. And it played out in six, right? Was it six or five? Yeah, it was six. It was six. Yeah, it was, yeah, six. It was six. Yeah, played out well, in six. Well, you know, I had them losing in seven. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. yeah I guess but no, I mean, we, we thought it, we thought that they were a competitive team. And yeah. and, and that, that was true. The Sixers got the better of them in those first two games uh, back here in Philadelphia. And Toronto did their part coming back. And, and they were down 3 nothing, and they came back and found their way back into the series. And, and the That's Sixers true. 
needed they needed to win that game six or else it's going to be nuts coming back here um you know for that game seven and and they didn't they didn't want to see that and um i mean i'm sure they're glad that they didn't have to to do that but as we talk about joel and beat he tore ligament and stum orbital fracture in the final game before heading to the second round we know how the rest of the season played out but before that he and that fan base they really go at it sometimes during the regular season they get into his head. We need to talk about Joel Embiid facing Toronto for the first time since the postseason beginning tonight. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. Let me tell you about LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for small businesses. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. Yes, LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. As you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame, as you look and hire these potential candidates your to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the, just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Eastern Conference, whatever it is, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA, the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let's talk about Joel Embiid. He's had a pretty interesting history with the Toronto fan base in Canada. He has a great relationship with Pascal Siakam, who broke his face. Two Cameroonians, you know, two countrymen uh, have a pretty solid relationship. But all in all, you know, he really made things worse with that fan base by doing the, you know, bringing out the airplane wings and all of that after he makes a play, running down the floor, talking junk to the crowd, which I don't mind. I mean, look, I don't mind when visiting opponents do that to the 76ers either. It's all fun in the game. It's all fun. It's not a big deal, but it does get that crowd riled up. But we also have seen where Joel Embiid has been affected by that Toronto defense, more so in the past with Marcus Saul in the middle because he played him so well. But Nick Nurse is still the head coach, and what he does to implore defense to slow him down, not necessarily to stop him, slow him down, has been pretty effective from time to time against this team. Joel Embiid. Keith has to make sure that he does not allow that to happen starting tonight with these two games. Yeah, 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 100% right. I mean, he has to make sure. And see, that's the thing because, you know, typically what they do is they have a chant up there that FMB, right? You know what I mean? Like, but they don't say FMB. And and Nick Nurse, what he typically does is also, he, you know, he has guys and he's a, they do pretty good schemes against him. Now, in the past, let's they had Valachunas and and you know they had um you know uh Marcus all 
So they had guys who were, you know, nice seven footers who were quality defenders and, and they kind of frustrated them a little bit. Right. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, last year they just didn't have a center who could really face MB, at least not in the playoffs. Right. Um, MB, we forget, you know, MB kind of like in his mind and he exercised some demons when he hit that game winner, he did the other thing. And I guess that's why he was doing all the celebration with the airplane stuff and everything like that. Now, the, the reception, though, that I think that he's going to receive, I'm, I'm like interested because I think they're going to get on. him. I do. I feel like that with the Sixers being there for two games, this is going to be a playoff type atmosphere. Now, I'm going to tell you this, D. I asked Joel about that on on Monday. I asked him about the fans and, and what does he expect? He said, I'm not too worried about it. He says, I'm just expecting. Then he paused a little bit and said, you know, we got to start winning, winning games. He said, Monday was a, st- was a start. So I'm just trying to go up there and win both games. Basically, that's all he's focused on, he's saying. But you kind of know that, you know, if, if after, if they win both games, especially, you know, after um, Friday's game, that he's going to celebrate a little bit. I mean, I think that in the past, you know, Embiid always talked about how much he enjoyed their fans. I think last year he was a little bit upset because of the perception of how it went down. Because when you think about it, you know, they felt like that he, um, it was a retaliatory thing and he got what he deserved. And he was a little disappointed with that because he felt like it wasn't that way. And also, you know, he, he had a broken face, but um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they defend him. And I'm also looking forward to seeing how the, how the fans react towards him. So am I, because they don't have a traditional center on their team that they start. They typically go with Siakam, Barnes, Ananobi, Trent, and Van Vliet. So you know that they're going to send that extra help immediately and double team him and the other guys have to be ready. I'm, I'm suspecting that they'll lag off or sag off a bit, if you will, and cheat over there with PJ Tucker's man, dare him uh, to beat them. And that's with those three pointers or that uh, little shot that he, the push shot that he likes to take there in the interior. So that's what I think. And we've seen where Chris Boucher is coming to the game. Kim Birch has come in to try to defend you know, the non-Marcus all Jonas Valanciunas players come in and try to defend them. And it hasn't really worked. But the the team defense where they employed that and decided to send the extra help to frustrate them, make them move a little bit too fast, quicker than they would they would like. And that's where he's gotten himself in trouble. So he has to be careful with those passes. He has to to, to make some precise decisions there. Uh, and 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 make make the right decision overall of, of where the basketball needs to go when those when those double teams do come. He can't press himself and feel like just because the double team comes, let me turn left shoulder baseline and uh, oh shoot over two defenders if that's not the best shot at that time. You got 48 minutes, my man. You know you play about 35 minutes a night. You'll get your shots. Every, everyone doesn't have to just you know just be this personal thing because you are so great. Spread the basketball around play smart basketball and, and share the wealth overall and then let them figure out how they go. And look, they also like to employ the zone every now and again. So they're going to have to prove that they can beat that zone 
uh, have those zone busts. Tyrese Maxey knocking down some shots. Tobias Harris, the same thing. James Harden from the perimeter. They have to make shots when that zone is, in fact, uh, put in place to slow down their offense starting tonight. So very, very interested to see how Nick Nurse decides to defend this basketball team now with no Danny Green, who's a shooter, as we know, more of a shooter than P.J. Tucker. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what Nick Nurse decides to dial up for this defense. On the other side, Keith, we'll wrap this one up with one more final segment uh, right here on Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online. You know, Bet Online is the number one sports betting thing around. You hear me? It's the number one sports betting thing around. So why? Because Bet Online is your number one source for betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchup, news, podcasts, and in depth analysts um, on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Gibbons. And Keith, as we begin this series uh, with the Raptors in general, I wanted to also ask you, though, you know, kind of shifting here a bit of the, the four-game road trip. How important do you think it is a four-game road trip going on the road this early? And look, they talked about going to South Carolina to bond and, and, and get together and get things started with this regular season. They, they start off 0-3. So, uh, you know, you, you don't know. And you sense some frustration between the teammates oftentimes on the floor. We saw a misplay. George Niang and Paul Reed on the a rebounding situation where the ball, defensive rebound, those two are fighting over it. Next thing you know, Indiana gets the basketball. You see some reaction. And, look, that's just general basketball reaction. But I knew that people did not like the uh, theatrics of it all from George Niang, the way he, you know, kind of, like, pumped his, you know, swung his fist in frustration. Uh, Paul Reed and, and their lack of communication and getting the rebound. Do you think, um, number one, do you think, being around these these players, being around this team, the more core guys, that this four-game trip away from home might help them uh, a little bit. It could, but but you know what? I mean, I, I think a lot of times nowadays, I, I hate to say this, but, um, you know, I, I think the, the binding stuff typically happens before the season, right? You know, when like that, I, I think the stuff that they did in training camp was cool because nowadays it's kind of like guys, you get there and yeah, you're going to bond with the with the guy. But at the same time, you're going back to your room and you're saying, well, he got burned and I didn't. You know, you you, you like you, 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 does it make sense to you? It, it's it's kind of like yeah. at this particular time, especially when the, if now if they start winning, everything is cool. But if they start losing there's going to be a certain guys that's going to go back and they're like, man, I'm, I'm stuck here. We on the road. Um, I'm not getting any playing time. I want to play more. I'm this and that. So it could help out D, but, but I think at this particular time when your team is one in three 
and 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 you've only played six minutes thus far, it's kind of sort of like and the, the more games you play and y'all and if y'all continue to lose, it, it, it is what it is. It's like I'm not happy. I'm not happy right now. Now again, it's still early, and I'm not I'm not wishing negative stuff on anybody, but what I think is at this particular point, you're really caught up in your own environment. We all say it's great to go bonding. It's all great to do that. And they'll, and some people say they will. But I think at this stage, you know, it's more or less up to the individual on, 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 on their situation. Like if I'm playing or not, you know, if you're playing, yeah, we're going to have a good time. But if you're not playing, I don't know if I want to go out and party that night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you like the fact that they play these two games in Toronto back to back, this new format we saw last season? Also, not in Toronto, but they played two on the road in Charlotte, I believe it was. And then um, I think uh, another team came here, did the same thing. Uh, do you like that new format that the NBA's put together? I do. I mean, I like it for two two reasons. It cuts down travel. For you. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for me. And, and then also, I, I think that it kind of gives more of like a little bit of a playoff feel when you have two quality teams playing. I mean, like you—you you look at Miami. I mean, look at uh, like I just ask your question. So Toronto, they played two games in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're coming to play the Sixers two games. So I mean, I, I think for them that that's great because you're more well rested. You can do certain things. You know, you can focus in on teams. And it looks like they lost the first game and they were able to come back and and make some adjustments. So and I'm Nick Nurse is a great coach with that. So I kind of like like that a little bit. The only hard part is when you start a season that way, and then you just start playing, you know, certain teams. Like okay, I'm at at home on the road. It, it, it gets a little different, but yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. I like it. I mean, to me, it feels like I'm going to Toronto for a playoff series. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, that may be the type of feel that we have once things tip off tonight. Uh, in Toronto. 7.30 start times for both games Wednesday and on Friday. I'm very much looking forward to these two games in Canada. Keith, appreciate it as always, man. We got to thank everybody for uh, making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you do get your podcast. Mind, mind telling folks, the good folks, where they can find us? Yeah, they can get this podcast, where, like D said, wherever you get the other podcast at, you can get this one. You can also get it on YouTube, right? So what you do is and become a new subscriber. Make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. Also, D, I got to ask you, what time is your show today? Well, I'm actually starting around 7.15, just doing the Sixers pregame. And then the post game, and then I'll go in the post on 97.5. Connect. We have something preempting us for the six o'clock hour. So I'll start around 7.20, 7.15, 7.20 for the Sixers pregame and uh, uh, then get things started for the game. All right. So, but listen, y'all, you got to make sure that you listen to D's show now. He has his own show, is typically from 6 to 10 p.m., Monday mm-hmm. through Fridays on 97.5. The Divine Giving Show. You can follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my articles and 
the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. You got it, man. Well, listen, enjoy yourself in Toronto, Canada, for these next couple of days. We'll talk to you after the game, man. Thanks. All right, brother. Peace. All right.